Hi, this is Pastor Furman with Lubbock Unified Church. Uh, you are listening to Messages on the Go. We pray that this message will bless you today and that you will receive a word from God that will help you in your life. If you ever want to visit us in person, feel free to stop by any Sunday, 2707 34th Street. Services are Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Or you can join us for a Wednesday night refuel service with some prayer, some worship, and a word every Wednesday at 6.30, same location. We would love to have you. Now, let's jump into this week's message. Good morning, church. Excited to be back. Man, I feel like it's been too long. You know, so don't ever let us have that long of a break again, okay? Nah, but, you know, for the past couple of weeks, just as we've enjoyed the holidays, I've really been at home just kind of unplugging, spending time with the family. You know, the kids are home from school, and it's really a good time. But at the same time, as I just rest at home, I kept finding myself doing something repeatedly that after a while, it was kind of getting on my nerves. And you probably can relate to this. I found myself cleaning all the time. Y'all know what it's like when you clean something, you turn around, it's dirty again. And then this happens day after day. And before you know it, there's frustration that can build. And if it isn't frustration, you can become bored. You ever have those moments where you look around and say, you know what, I'm good. I ain't trying to mess with this. I'm done. I'll put that off. I'll do that tomorrow. I think that's a place that we all find ourselves at at different points. And it's a place that I found myself at and I remember I was doing the dishes and and something that I don't enjoy, but I kind of do. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but as I was doing them, um, and I'm just kind of spending time with God, uh, he really gave me a different perspective. He really spoke a word to me. He was telling me, man, how can I ask for more if I don't keep up with what I have? How can I want to increase when I'm barely doing the bare minimum? And as I chewed on that and I thought about that, it really led me to this verse in Proverbs uh, chapter 14, verse 1. I want to read it with you this morning. It says, A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Mm. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. See, we could either be a part of the solution or part of the problem. And maybe part of the reason that we find ourselves in the wilderness of waiting, of being stuck in the mud, is because we haven't kept up with cleaning our house. We know when we got somebody coming over, what do you do? You run around, you turn into the NASCAR pit crew, and you're cleaning things left and right. Um, you're trying to make sure that the house is in good shape for that person that's coming over. But what happens if somebody stopped by that you weren't expecting? If they came unannounced, would you be ashamed of how it is? Would you be ready to host, host, yeah, host your guest? <laughs> See, we all want Jesus to come into our homes. Yet if he were to drop in right now, would we miss the blessing he's trying to give us? Because we're focused on the condition of our house, how our house is a mess. Today's message is called Crossover. I feel like for many of us, Jesus is leading us to places of promise. But before we can reach the other side, we're going to have to do something to help us cross over. And so I really pray this morning that we will receive uh, the direction, the wisdom, that we will understand what that looks like for each one of us. And then we would do exactly that and cross over into it. 
But of course, before we dive in and go any further, man, I want us to go before the Lord and just ask him to guide us. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for moments like this, moments where you lead us up to places that you've been preparing us, you've been equipping us, places of promise, Lord. Uh, but help us do what is necessary to receive what you have, to cross right over. Because I know a lot of times we get in the way. A lot of times we make things way harder than what it should be. A lot of times we hinder the very things that we're asking and praying from you. So Lord, would you help us see the truth within ourselves, the truth around us? Would you help us walk in your truth so we can cross over into your promise and see you move in ways that only you can? Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this season. We thank you for how you are preparing and equipping us and just how you are faithful to you. Father, we love you and we thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 3 today. We're going to be reading about God's chosen people. If you don't know who that is, that's the Israelites. And they're at a point in this chapter where they're getting ready to cross over to the Jordan River. They're ready to receive the land that God had promised them. And at this point, Moses had already led them uh, from being free. Uh, they were slaves down in Egypt with the Pharaoh. And God promised that he was going to set them free and he was going to lead them to a land of great provision. And the journey that was supposed to take two weeks, it turned into 40 years. And the other day, like as we're sitting around at the house and we're kind of doing a Bible study and talking, Ellie was looking at the pictures in the back of her Bible and on it, it had a map. And on there, it showed all the different paths that they traveled, and it showed the path that they could have. And they had a straight path that would have cut a lot of time, but that ain't with the path they chose for themselves. They found themselves going in an actual zigzag and even a loop. And that just really spoke to me as I was just sitting there, and I'm seeing her talk to me and just tell me, Dad, ain't that crazy? They went for 40 years, and look at the path they could have went, and look how they were going in circles. Hmm. <laughs> I think that's many of us, right? God is leading us on a path, but we are fighting against it and we find ourselves going in circles. Well, I want you to take this away this morning. I pray that you would, man, receive it and walk away with it. See, you can't receive a promise from God by trying to play the part of God. Let me say that again. You can't receive a promise from God by trying to play the part of God. From the start of their journey, man, they always found a way to be negative. They always found issues with how things were going. They would question God, man, what are you even doing? And that's crazy for us to think that they would question and they would speak to him that way. When the whole time they never once had to provide for their own food, their own water, their own shelter, even their own protection. They even had God personally escorting them to receive this promise. And yet they would still find problems how many of us say man if i had the things man i wouldn't question what god does i would be all in i'm ready for it i would do exactly what he wants i think many of us we say those things we believe those things but do we actually do them when it's here have you ever seen like those scary movies or those movies where people are being chased and they're rolling in circles, they're in the woods, they're trying to escape? And a lot of times as we're watching those movies, we look at them and be like, man, look at these fools. How dumb can they be? But at the same time, how many of us have experienced that same anger and frustration when we have found ourselves right back in the place that we thought we had already left? Ashamed, 
embarrassed, frustrated, mad doesn't even begin to express how you feel in those moments. And in spite of what we feel, that's what we reap when our path, our decisions, our choices are left up to us. I want to read this verse in Galatians chapter 3, verse 3 through 4, because it really speaks to me about this. It just reminds me of how foolish we can be. <laughs> it says, man, how foolish can you be? <laughs> After starting your new life in the spirit, why are you trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it wasn't in vain, was it? Have you ever seen a child who whines and cries and complains when the place that you are leading them is greater than the place that they just left? When what you are doing for them is more than what they deserve or could even ask? When you're a world of a parent, it's easy to say, man, they don't get it right now, but someday they will. But as a kid, you only see what's familiar is gone. What you thought would happen isn't happening, and how you expected things to go is nothing like you expect. Jesus tells us, man, we need to have childlike faith. But the truth is, many of us leave off the faith and just become childish when God is leading us to a place of promise. Can I share something with you? The reason we can't understand, we can't do it in our own power, lead ourselves to these places that God promises, it's very simple. We ain't God. We are naturally selfish, and anytime we accomplish anything outside of God, Man, we are quick to see ourselves equal to God. Now, one might say, man, I, I never say that. I don't believe that. But if we truly understand this, we wouldn't be trying to force so many solutions. We wouldn't try to receive the promise of God without the move of God. You know anyone that is so full of himself, they can't see nobody else? Man, that's exactly who we become. Just like the Israelites, we get from freed from being a slave and then don't know how to act. We go from being oppressed to becoming the oppressor, demanding God do it our way, when it was his way that frees us in the first place. Church, we can't receive a promise from God by trying to play the part of God. All we're doing is delaying what could have been received sooner. And that's what makes a difference from 11 days to 40 years. So that's what we see happens. The Israelites have been going through this. They've been getting in their own way. And they're finally at a point that they're ready to receive the promise that God had for them. They're finally almost there. They can see it with their own eyes. There's a river flowing be between them and their final steps of obedience. And not only did it cost them 40 years, but man, a whole generation, the people that first received the promise, man, they're already gone. They've passed away. And now it's their kids, the ones that are stepping into this. Even Moses is gone. And Joshua is now taking his place. He's leading the people. And at this moment, man, they're camped at the river waiting for the word to cross over. Whew. Man, that right there is a word. But I, I want to read uh, right here in Joshua chapter 3 because it speaks somewhat to this. That Man, let's just dive into it. Joshua chapter 3 verses 2 uh, through 4. It says, three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the Ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. 
I, I love reading that. It's it's so powerful because it just it speaks to our God and just how He loves us and He cares for us. Because God wants to lead us to places we've never traveled. <laughs> Man, ain't that a blessing? That we ain't got to figure it out all on our own. That we have a God that will give us instructions. He will personally guide us, showing us a way to keep us from experiencing the least amount of conflict. And this ain't a one-time deal. This ain't a, a only during this season type of thing. This is a promise and a gift that's always available. What's required of me, what's required of you, is less than what we have to put into it. It should be a no-brainer for us to want this and to receive this. And so I want you to take this away this morning. In order for us to walk with God, it's going to take us waiting on God. Okay? We won't walk with God. There's going to be moments and times that we're going to have to wait with God so we're not moving without Him. So we're not trying to force things ourselves. Now that's challenging. Let's be real. That's challenging because we're impatient people. We will at times make a noodle in the microwave rather than put the effort in to wait for something better to eat. I know y'all is. Y'all like them noodles? Often, waiting could feel like we're wasting. Like you're wasting your time, your energy, your gifts, your purpose when you are capable of being part of the solution. Man, we got to remember though, acting without God is never going to accomplish but only can be done with God. The act of waiting actually requires more from us than the doing. I just shared how a whole generation had passed away before receiving the promise, right? And part of the problem is they were impatient. This new generation, what did they do though? They camped at the river and showed how much they already learned in that time. They said, you know what? I'm not going to move without him. I don't want to make that same mistake. And that's something we should receive today. That the older generation before us, it doesn't matter what they've done before us. It doesn't keep us in that same boat. We don't have to miss out on that promise. Church, many of us come from difficult places, backgrounds, situations. But a generational curse on you from your family can only continue if you do your life without Jesus. That's the only thing that's going to stop it and continue in your life to make it happen. I mean, the moment that you begin that journey with the Lord is the moment that the cell doors of every bondage, past, current, future, affliction, man, it gets unlocked. The only thing that can keep you there is yourself because Jesus sets us free. This word tells us once you are free, you are free indeed. That means we ain't got to entertain anything that don't come from him. Waiting is one of those disciplines that God will use to grow your faith in areas that you lack patience, like listening, focus, obedience. When we wait, man, the busyness of life starts to slow down. When life slows down, that's when we start to see everything that we miss. The noise of the world around us starts to get quieter, and we can hear his voice more clear. The distractions that are fighting for our attention become less. The delay in our response to his request becomes shorter. Waiting is challenging, man. I ain't gonna lie, it's hard. But the fruit that it will birth in your life is always greater than everything our emotions and our minds are tell us we're missing out on. This generation understood, man, if we gotta walk with God, that means we can't move ahead without Him. The good news is God is faithful to lead us and provide us with the instructions, provide us with the resources, provide us with everything that we need to cross over. God wants you to cross over, church. He wants me to cross over. And it's going to take us waiting and walking with Him. I want us to pick up and read right here in Joshua uh, 3, the next verse, verse 5. It said, Then Joshua told the people, 
Purify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Another version says, man, Joshua told the people, man, you need to consecrate yourself. That means we need to make ourselves sacred. We need to devote ourselves. We need to set ourselves apart. So Joshua was letting us know, man, this is an important moment for us to be in. For us to receive the promise of God, we're going to have to set ourselves apart. We're going to have to devote ourselves in a way that's different. We're going to have to really step up to the plate. And I want you to understand this as we continue to try to cross over. I want you to take this away today, church. Not everything that got you here will go with you to what God has next. Mm. Let me say that again. Not everything that's led up to this moment, to this part, to this season, is going to go with you to the next season that God has been doing. See, to purify yourself, it means you're going to have to extract some things. You're going to have to strip off something so you can cross over. That's something we struggle with because releasing anything always feels like starting over, right? And starting over always feels like we're losing a part of ourselves. What has helped get us to where we're at. When we think of grieving, we often think of just physically losing somebody that we cared about. But we don't realize we grieve with anything that carries value is gone in our life. That means we could lose material items, even relationships, and grieve. That's why breakups are difficult. Even when it's needed, even when it benefits us, it's still something that's hard for us to walk through and process. That's why people struggle throwing things away. They're always justifying holding on to everything. See, grieving is a part of life that God wants to help us do in healthy ways. So it doesn't keep us from crossing over to the places that, that he's leading. So it doesn't stop us from doing that. Most of the time, man, we don't realize how much stuff we've been accumulating until we're forced to actually see it. Think about when you move to a new house. How many of us start packing and then we realize, dang, God, this is still here. Like, oh, what is all this crap that I got? Like, you realize that you're holding on to things that have no value and you've been doing it for too long. That we have more than what we need and not everything that we need, that, that we have, is needed next. How big of a blessing is it that God wants to remove all the things that aren't going to benefit us moving forward? Church, don't miss your tomorrow and great wonders of what God wants to do in your life right now because you are holding on to things that God is telling you to let go of. Anything God asks us to release will bring a return of something greater to take its place. This is what helps us set ourselves apart. This is what helps us devote and consecrate ourselves to be more intentional to God. It's when we release these things, when we can identify these things, when we can walk with Him without feeling like we're uh, being weighed down. Church, it's time to cross over. It's time to release some things. It's time to understand that what has got us to this point isn't going to go forward with us. I, I want to read a little further down in, in Joshua 3 now, and, and I want you to see what happens as we take these steps of obedience. Uh, we're going to read the verses 13 through 16. It says, The priests would carry the ark of the Lord and the Lord of all earth. And as soon as their feet touched the water, the flow of water would be cut upstream and the river would stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priests who were carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water, at the river's edge, 
the water above that pointed began to back up at a great distance. At a way town to a town, <laughs> words all twisted, back up at a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zeranithin. And the water below pointed flowed on the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Man, there's so much going on. Look how faithful God is. They were crossing over on dry ground during a harvest season. The banks are overflowing. That That's mind-boggling for us to understand. That it, it's in the season when it's at its peak that God would make a way that he would clear away. It's going to make it easy for you to cross over. Have you ever tried to go across a swimming pool? Man, it's not an easy thing to try to run or walk across one. But something that makes it even harder is when we're trying to stay, take stuff with us. But when we purify ourselves, when we consecrate ourselves, when we get rid of all the things that are weighing us down, it unlocks the blessing of crossing over on dry ground. This means God has prepared a way to cross over that isn't messy. The things that have been tripping you up, keeping you from crossing over, get left behind and not carried over. It doesn't matter how crazy what is standing between you from receiving God's promise. It's not going to keep you from it when you consecrate yourself, when you purify yourself. I love that it said as soon as they touched their foot in the water, the water started moving out of the way. Church, that's a word for us. There's going to come a point that we're going to have to put our toes in the water, that we're going to have to take a step, that we're going to have to trust God and just walk with Him. There's a part that we play so we can cross over. But as soon as we do it, man, the God, God shows up and he shows out. So this is my challenge for us. Write down something that you need to let go of. And on the other side, I, I want you to, to write this. How are you going to be more committed to God? What is this going to look like for you? What is something that you need to let go of? Is it a relationship? Is it things that you're trying to control? Is it things that you're enjoying instead of getting in the way of being more committed to God? Church, let's release these things so we can cross over to the problems that God has for us. Because we can't do it without them. What did we talk about? We said, man, if I, I want to receive God's promise, then I can't be trying to be God. I have to let him do what he can only do. I'm going to pray this for us right now. That we will just, man, release the things that we need to surrender so we can let go, so we can cross over, so we can purify ourselves, so we can consecrate ourselves, so we can be more with God. Let's pray. Father, would you help us? Reveal to us the things that are getting in the way of what you have for us. Help us walk with you. Help us wait on you. Help us hear your voice. Lord, I pray for my brother or my sister that have been struggling, Lord. They've been holding on to the very thing that's been hurting them, Lord, that it would no longer carry with them, that they're released in the name of Jesus right now, that you would identify what they may look like for each one of us, that you would point out the ways that we could be more committed to you. Father, if that means spending more time in the morning, it means more time in your word. I don't know what that looks like, Lord. I need to get involved in the group. I need to come to church, Lord. But, man, help us be sold out for you the way that you are for us. Help us cross over, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness and for who you are and for all that you're doing. Uh, 
Uh, we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I pray that this blessed you today, that you really do cross over into what God has for you. And as always, man, we're here for you. We want to do this life with you. But let's walk with the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Uh, follow us online at Lubbock Unified on all platforms. And as always, if there's any way that we could help you, please get in contact with us. Other than that, join us next week as we continue to find ways to cross over. God bless.